Hello and welcome back to the Silver Screen and Roll Podcast Network. This is I Love Basketball. I'm your host, Sabrina Merchant, joined as always by Raj Chapalu. The Lakers have decided that they once again love basketball in the past week. And although they did not win tonight against the Philadelphia 76ers, without LeBron uh, to only lose by five, I think is... I'm not going to say a moral victory, but at least shows that the Lakers are trying to play basketball, which is a market improvement from the last time that you and I met to record Raj. So how are you feeling after this latest Lakers game? Well, you said no moral victories. I mean, no LeBron playing. I mean, and we're like the ninth seed, 10 seed, whatever. Like we're I in think a play in race. In Raj. That... There are no moral yeah, so victories. <laughs> I'm more victories in terms of like, we're starting to settle on a rotation, right? We seem to have eight guys that, uh, Vogel trust to play hard at least um, for the whole night. Wayne Gabriel, Stanley Johnson, Wayne Gabriel being entered into the rotation. Stanley Johnson looks like, you know, he's entered a different offensive phase. He looks more aggressive. This was a fun game. Like we're starting to get fun games. Sabrina, we should have been on a three game winning streak coming into here. That <laughs> Wizards loss was bull, bull crap. Like we should not have lost to the Once Washington again, Wizards. again, the Lakers failed to win back-to-back games for the first time since January 7th. Oh, <laughs> we may never so win close. back-to-back games <laughs> We're playing 500 basketball, though. 500 basketball. Uh, but well, well, before we start this Lakers stuff, I have a question to ask you. From one to the Utah Jazz, how fraudulent are the Philadelphia 76ers? <laughs> um, poor Utah just uh, taking a number of L's tonight. Uh, I don't trust Philadelphia to win a second-round playoff series, so I guess that makes them okay. as fraudulent as the Utah Jazz. Okay. The Utah Jazz, who Equally are fraudulent. Whose, co- whose coach is being recruited already, which is Yo, kind of I don't blame to... Quinn one bit. Okay. I'm already hopping on the Quinn Snyder bandwagon. I have been on the Quinn Snyder bandwagon. He is a Duke alum like myself. Um, so yeah, Quinn Snyder, come one, come all. Um, I, I think he's done a pretty good job of maximizing talent in Utah, to be perfectly honest. It's just at a certain point, like things just run their course. And I don't know that Donovan and Rudy like each other that much. And we all know what happens when your two best players don't exactly like each other. Yeah, for sure. They look like they stay together like one year too long. Right. And mm-hmm. again, Rudy Gay being the, you know, missing piece probably isn't, isn't going to tell well. Philly's interesting though, because I was higher on them, but then watching it play out Harden and Bede and Doc Rivers combined, like in a playoff series, that's a really tough thing. I think to overcome, they rely heavily on free throws. Sabrina, it was 18 to three at one point tonight in free throw advantage for Philly. Like that, that's an incredible way to even keep the game close enough where you have a chance. Like that's an incredible disadvantage to be played at. Mm -hmm. James Harden is a hilarious player when, you know, when the tide is coming at him, when the team teams are making a run at him, he's just an absolute hilarious player. Joel Embiid obviously lives on Mm post-ups. Dwight Howard had a vintage Dwight Howard game tonight. Vintage Dwight Howard. Yeah. A lot of it on just uh, Malik Monk, Russell Westbrook drive, kick it to him in the paint. Joel Embiid, you know, decides off. really yeah, not you know. to, yeah, yeah, a little dump off passing. Um, but I think it's interesting watching watching Philly because they're obviously in title contention mode, um, but they don't play like it. They, you know, they go up and down through quarters. So I want to ask you about that because I think they're an interesting team. You look at the East, Boston is running through teams, sadly. Um, and then you have Brooklyn as the eighth seed. And I think it's wide open. And Philly just, it's an interesting combination of, of players there. Yeah, I don't like any of the teams in the East other than Milwaukee. Um, So I'm going to have a hard time watching the Eastern Conference playoffs (laughs) because I'm going to be attempting to root against every single team in every series, which is tough. It's really hard for both teams to lose in one playoff series. 
But no, I feel pretty confident in my assessment that the Philadelphia 76ers are not a real threat to win the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. If they oh, had yeah. like James Harden of two years ago, the one who, uh, you know, spearheaded that small ball attack in Houston, I thought that was a pretty good version of James Harden. I think just one too many injuries have happened uh, in the interim that make him just that that dip from superstar to star mm-hmm. is so important. Like it's really not Deep even gap. that much in terms of play. It's just if you can't be the number one guy on a team, like like what's what do you have then? You know. So I just I don't trust Philly. I don't trust either James or Joel to be that number one guy. I don't trust Doc in a playoff series. I mean. How many times has that guy lost a lead in the playoff series? Like he's best as the underdog, which maybe that's best case scenario for the Sixers is that they're going to be underdogs in some of these series. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I, I don't trust the Sixers. I, I would take Miami over them because I have more faith in, uh, you know, that Kyle Lowry, Eric Spolster, Jimmy Butler, you know, Troika than I do and whatever mm-hmm. Philly has going on. I would take Milwaukee. Um, I'm not sure what to make of Boston because we've never seen Amy Odoka coach a playoff team, but there is a, you know, not a short track record of first year head coaches doing really well in the playoffs. Right. Like we've seen Nick Nurse, Ty Lu, and Steve Kerr all win titles in their first year as head coaches recently. Um, God forbid that happens to the Boston Celtics, but you know, it's not a strike against you, is what I'm saying. Uh, and then obviously Brooklyn is just terrifying with the news today that Kyrie Irving will likely be eligible to play in all home games. So yeah. The only situation now that's, you know, potentially a problem for Brooklyn is if they have to go to Toronto for a play-in game. But even then you're probably like the eight seed at that point, which means you have two chances to win one game. Mm-hmm. So Brooklyn's in great shape, you know, Boston, Milwaukee, Miami, all teams that I would take in a heartbeat over Philadelphia. So, uh, I'm, you know, congratulations to the 76ers for beating the Lakers <laughs> team without LeBron James, like kudos, you did it. Uh, but you know, not an impressive win for them, I would say. No, for sure. And it, look, it was a close game throughout. Uh, mm-hmm. No LeBron game. Maybe we win this game with LeBron. Like, and we were like, what, four? What I was felt that? his Two absence and... in the fourth quarter. There was just an aimlessness to our offense at times. And like, not to say that LeBron makes our offense, like, you know, have an aim, yeah. but at least he is there to bail us out. <laughs> and I felt <laughs> that absence in the fourth quarter. Yeah. One more ball handler just would have been nice to have. It looked like it was a lot of Malik Monk. Austin Reeves, I think had his worst game in a mm-hmm. while that like he missed a few layups early. And I think it got to him and beat at the rim as well. Uh, the Lakers weren't getting free throws at all. Uh, Embiid was able to block shots at the rim, just a struggle all night. And, you know, we kept it close. And I think that's why you don't want to say moral victory in these situations. Cause you, like you said, we're not in positions to have those, but no, LeBron James, we're, I don't think we lost momentum to bring like mm-hmm. what we were kind of building these last three games. I, I don't think we lost any momentum, whether we gained it. I'm not sure, but I don't think we lost any going into playing New Orleans uh, on Sunday or wherever, whenever we play them. Yeah. There's um, a think, big gap until this on. next game against New Orleans. Uh, what a time for LeBron to decide to take a rest because that Pelicans game uh, it's on the 27th. So the 27th is yeah. Sunday. Uh Damn, we don't play until Sunday. That is a long time for LeBron to rest, considering the last time he played was Monday. Uh, that Pelicans game is super important because we're currently tied in the loss column with New Orleans. I believe they have the tiebreaker because we've only played once this season. So yeah, that is that's an important one. That's a big one. Um, I'm glad Bron gets six days off for that one because he is going to need to go like all fifty point up on their asses for us <laughs> to win that game. 
Right. Yeah. So it's a good one uh, for him to take a break. Hopefully we can, you know, win that one against New Orleans. But I thought we we're building something. And mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook, you know, he had a quote, I think, after the last game that like he's finding his spots a little bit better. And in this one, like, look, seven turnovers is, is a lot. But I think when you mm-hmm. just put the volume on him that he has and again, but he put up 24, eight, nine, hit 40 percent of his threes. We can quarrel about the empty stats and stuff. But, you know, they needed his production. And I thought. He's starting to play a little bit better. He's starting to pick his spots better. I think he only took corner threes against Cleveland mm-hmm. tonight. Obviously, the shot, the shot selection came back. I thought some of the frustration uh, got to him. The defense still is just still frustrating as hell to watch, and it's still my biggest frustration with him. Like it's just uh-huh. something about the something about the spatial awareness, Serena. Like he was a Pac-12 com- defensive player of the year. Like I don't understand what happened to that. <laughs> Well, like it's that plus the motor is gone on that end. Like yeah, it's it's completely. just gone. He walks he walks into every single defensive possession. He's not in a defensive stance. Mm-hmm. He had one play, I think, where he fouled Tobias Harris and Mark Jackson called it, you know, him sending a message to the Philadelphia 76ers, which you know, I didn't really I didn't really see it that way, but but sure. But the defense concerns were there. But I thought he's starting to pick his spots a little bit better. And I thought he built something through these last three games. Hopefully when LeBron comes back, we can continue that. Um, but I don't know, Sabrina, am I mistakenly, you know, finding optimism again in this team? Or is that, you know, is there something that I'm seeing here that we can kind of work towards? AD, I think, had an update as well today. He's not close, but I mean, he's he's ramping up in, in some sort of form here. Uh, and I think you're right. Portland's not going to catch us. They lost by a billion to uh, San, Antonio San Antonio today. Tonight. I would worry yeah. a little bit about San Antonio, but not that much because Greg Popovich just gets into situations at the end of games where it really looks like he's not interested <laughs> winning like that game Uh, against the warriors which they inexplicably won like he had mm -hmm. Jakob purtle in the game on a situation where golden state would be fouling like why do you have a 40 percent free throw shooter in the game when your team is going to be intentionally fouled Uh, no i'm not i'm not still won that game (laughs) i'm not terribly concerned about falling out of the plan it's that 9 10 switch up that concerns me because i don't want to go to new orleans i really don't want that to happen I think the best possible outcome here is that the Lakers get to host New Orleans and then play the Clippers in the second play. And not that I think they would win both of those games, but just not have to travel because our team is so very old, just so old. Like if LeBron is sitting a game because we have another game in four days, maybe going all the way across the country to New Orleans and Minnesota is not the best way for us to win games. Right. And uh, Zion posted a like, what? He's not playing the this season. <laughs> well, what was that then? What was the off the backboard, through the legs? He's an incredible dunk. dunker. <laughs> I thought that was just an insane thing to, to post there and still be ruled out for the season. I'm like, wow, Zion is, you know, throwing one hand. Locked so one He's of probably out. Okay. Yeah, one of a kind. Yeah. Brandon Ingram, I think, is close, though. I think he played. Uh, did Brandon Ingram plays in the last New Orleans game? I, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I uh, thought Ingram had been out. He had been out, but I think he just came back recently, if I if I remember correctly. So they'll, I think they'll have Ingram and CJ uh, whenever we play them uh, on Sunday as well. So hopefully we can win that one. I don't know, Sabrina, if LeBron, AD coming back, can they win two playing games? I mean, it's two games. I think, you know, those two at we least. We haven't should won be some... back-to-back games since January 7th, Raj. Not well, what a time January to do it, 7th. right? Not since Avery Bradley's contract became guaranteed for the Lakers won back-to-back. It's been a while. It's, it's been, a, been while. a long time. Uh, Ingram, by the way, is not I, back yet. Oh, he's not. Okay. I thought he came back. Well, he's, I think he's close, um, but 
either way, they'll be there for the playing game for sure. Uh, both Ingram yeah. and CJ will be there when we play them in the play when we yeah. likely play them in the play game. Back to your original question, I do think there is reason to have optimism about the way that the Lakers have played over the last four games because it just generally looks like they care again. Like we haven't seen the immediately fall down by 20 point thing. I mean, they did fall down by double digits in the first quarter to Cleveland, but they picked it up much more quickly than they have in previous games. It wasn't just like they were down the whole game and then made a fake comeback. Like they immediately came back in the second quarter. Um, You know, one, one big difference with the Lakers, this uh, recent stretch is that, you know, Wendy and Gabriel is now playing. Um, And I can't believe that these are things that I'm saying, but like him being a consistent part of the rotation for the last four games. I mean, do you think it's an accident that the one game that like, I don't, sorry, the Lakers also lost to Philly, but do you think it's an accident that they lost to Washington when Wenyon had fewer than 12 minutes and he was in the starting lineup the other three games? Like, Not at all. I, I, I find myself in this weird deja vu, like saying the same things I said about Stanley Johnson back in December <laughs> and January. Um, Very similar. The more Wenyon, the better, apparently. Uh, let's, just, let's just start at the top. Um, what did you think of this starting lineup that the Lakers trotted out today? I liked it. You know, like... You- so when I like try to watch these games, I don't know how good Wayne Gabriel actually is. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I don't, but all I know is he needs to play on this team. Like whatever he is in the league, I'm not sure, but on this team, like he needs to play. He's a move. He's a six, nine guy who moves and runs the floor and can defend and plays hard every minute. Like, and that's, that's a skill on this basketball team. Mm-hmm. We just didn't have that. Look at the guys who got DMPs tonight. Kent Bazemore, uh, Trevor Reza, like those guys who were supposed to be Bradley. in the rotation. <laughs> Avery Bradley as well got, got a DMP. So <laughs> Wayne Gabriel played 30, 29 and a half minutes tonight. So almost 30 minutes. He came to the team like two plus one ago. on those 30 minutes, by the way. Like he was great. The only starter so we had like, plus. <laughs> so we had Stanley Johnson on James Harden, right? That was our that was our initial like uh defensive uh, mm-hmm. game plan. We had Stanley Johnson picking up James Harden full court. And I love Stanley Johnson. He's I become a bigger fan of Stanley Johnson every single game. I don't mm-hmm. know why he passes up shots ever. He was three for three from three tonight. Um, but him and, you know, him and Wayne Grable switching, I was like, wow, this looks incredible. Like these are, you know, they were able to switch actions with Joel Embiid. Uh, and that really, you know, helped them in the first quarter. That's a guy on a 10 day. That's a guy who I was, who wasn't in the, like, wasn't even a part of the league. Like, it's just interesting. Um, and I think it just shows to me how low the bar is like on, you know, it's like so on a, low. on a, <laughs> Like on a LeBron James team, like that's the bar. Sabrina's like, can they play hard? Do they, you know, have some kind of defensive awareness, defensive pride, you know, defensive principles that you can fit into? And it's not like, you know, Vogel doesn't run some simple scheme. He usually has like a complicated, you know, drop coverage, you know, you spider the top type of stuff and they fit in pretty well. So I think that's where the bar is. Can you get a bunch of guys that play hard next to LeBron James and Anthony Davis? And I think those two need to be stables in the rotation. 30 for winning Gabriel, 35 minutes for Stanley Johnson. And I thought they played great. Winning, you said, was a plus one. Uh, Stanley was a pl- minus six, but I mean, I think he played a lot with the starters there. Um, but yeah, they're they're they look like godsends or manna from heaven, as Rob Palinka would put it. But they they look like godsends on this team. I mean, you look at the the eight man rotation that the Lakers ran tonight, right? Uh, Stanley Johnson, Winning Gabriel, Dwight Howard, Westbrook, Reeves. Um, I would say four of those guys play hard on both ends of the floor, and then Westbrook is obviously your lead playmaker, um, and then. Yeah. Off the bench, you've got Malik Monk, DJ Augustin, and Carmelo Anthony. I would be perfectly happy to just slot Braun in for Melo's minutes. And then, you know, obviously some of Dwight's minutes because he's not going to be playing 28 every night. 
And then you throw in a little THT and that's your, your rotation going forward. Um, I don't think that you need to eliminate Melo altogether because there are games when he has it and there are games when he doesn't have it. I just think that to have an option in the games when he doesn't have it is nice, which the Lakers presently don't really have an option if Melo's not going. Uh, so, I mean, that's like you said, those are guys who play hard on both ends. I mean, I know Monk is going to get roasted in some defensive matchups and Reeves is going to get hunted because that is what the league has decided. They are going to hunt Austin Reeves as much as possible. Um, Tobias Harris did it a little bit. Uh, I didn't think Reeves was particularly good today, which you know, that's unfortunate because we have a lot just emotionally invested in this kid. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's still like played 29 eight, minutes. That's eight players who you can count on like high level energy on both ends of the floor. Yeah. And again, low bar, very low bar, but it's nice to have that. It, no, it really is. I'm glad you brought up Carmelo because. Like, it's tough to be hard on Carmelo, you know what I mean? Or be critical. Like, he's been a bright spot for this season. I'm close to, like, does he give back every point he scores? Or, like, is it, how close is that kind of line to me? Because, I again, I don't like to be critical of Carmelo. It's not fair to him. He's 37 years old. He also, mm-hmm. he's also not LeBron James, who's, like, a 1% of a, a 1% of a 1% yeah. a cyborg athlete. Like, he's not one of those. I just... Like, do you remember like Olympic mellow, right? Like that was, you know, always a thing that when he had I think even disc- above average defenders at every position <laughs> next to him. Yeah. I remember that Olympic mellow. <laughs> well, like, I think, you know, on this team and Portland last year, like that was, but that's more of a theory to me. That's not really how it ever works out because it like how it works games. out. That's how long Olympic mellow lasts for. We got it and it's done. And we are back to regular 37 year old Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> Right, like I want to, I want people to like watch how many times Carmelo Anthony is actually just a spacer. Like that's not something that happens very often. Like Carmelo is usually he wants the ball in the post, and they clear the side for him, which is nice. I mean, I think Carmelo scores enough uh, for that to happen. And you talked about he needs to have a heater um, to play this many minutes. It's hard to know when he has that, right? Like I feel like you find out too late whether he has like a heater or not, right? Like it's usually too late in the game. Like thirty minutes to me is too high, even with the eight man rotation there just gets picked on, you know, relentlessly. There's diminishing returns with Mello too. I feel like he's much better in the beginning of games than he is at the end. Right. And, you know, but like if Mello's going off, like Vogel's going to close with him. Like that's just something that's going to happen. He's going to be the floor guy with, with Anthony Davis. So that's my concern here. I think him and Russ are probably the worst like pick and roll defense combination in the league. Like those Mm -hmm. two are just, are just awful. There was one play tonight where Tari's Max, he just walked in, to a triple because both of those guys just lazily switched the action uh, for no reason. There was no even screen there. Um, but yeah, I think Carmelo's in general. I want to ask you about that. Cause I, again, I, I love what he's brought like in terms of joy to the season, but like, I mean, he was eight of 15 tonight, which was, was nice. His shots were going in. Um, I mean, he was a plus five, uh, but I just like, that's my worry with him is you talked about diminishing returns. I think that's a good way to put it. It's just, they go at him so much and it's just tough on a team that doesn't have the defensive personnel to make up for, for him on the floor. Yeah, I just don't see a reason why Melo needs to play more than 20 game, twenty minutes in a game. Um, yeah. It just, the, the defense just gets too exploitable at that point. Because, like, that hunting thing, it kind of only happens later in games. Like, when sure. you, I just, maybe this is anecdotal, but it feels like those stretches where Melo gets hunted on the pick and roll exclusively come in fourth quarters. Like, teams are not breaking their offense in the second quarter to attack Melo. Like maybe some, you know, mistakes happen and like he does get, you know, punked a little bit, but like, it just feels like the really 
extended stretches of him being a defensive liability happen later in the games when teams are focusing their offensive game plans on him. So I, I just think that it makes more sense to keep him going early, you know, save your other bigs um, for those late game stretches. Like when you need the defense and like Mm -hmm. just the, you know, 20 minutes seems like a good, a good limit for Mello because Again, the, the man is 37 years old. Like he doesn't need to be playing this many minutes. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. But I mean, it, there's a cachet with Carmelo Anthony. Like it's he's still Carmelo Anthony, right? Like on this team, he still it still comes with with that cachet. It's he it's the way we been play. All stars since like 2014. That's eight years ago. <laughs> can we can we not? But we do like this. This is what we do on this team. Oh, we man. run our offense through him like it's two, like it's 2010 like or 2009. It's 2010. Like it, I just want to confirm he was an all-star in 2017. Why in the world was he an all-star in 2017? Was he still on the, the Knicks? next year? Right. God. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> he was selected as well, an injury replacement in 2017. Okay. Okay. God, that is, that is much later than I thought he was still an all-star level player, but Hey, Good for you, Mello. Eastern Conference well, All Stars. What a disaster! <laughs> well, that crazy series against Boston was 2015, right? Was it? What was it series not 2015? against Boston? The, the well, well, they well, they won a first round series, right, against Boston. I believe was the they only won playoff a first series round that the Knicks series won. against Boston in 2013. Oh, okay. All of wow, Carmelo Anthony's playoff series wins have come after Olympic years. Thus, the myth of Olympic <laughs> Mello. Like his best playoff run was in 2009 after the 2008 Olympics. And then another playoff run. I'm going to put run in quotes because he won one series in 2013 after winning another gold in 2012. That was the theoretically, you know, Carmelo Anthony should be on a playoff run this year because we're past an Olympic year. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. That was a J.R. Smith year, right? J.R. Smith, I think, got suspended or did something. Um, and then they lost in the you second know, it round. It sounds for- reasonable that J.R. Smith would have gotten suspended. <laughs> All I know is that the Knicks were upset at the officiating in the second round against yes. Indiana. And it's like, in what universe do you think the NBA would rig the officiating for Indiana against the Knicks when they are going to get a Knicks Miami conference finals like that? Anyway, that's oh, this that's is like this nine years ago that we're talking about. It's unnecessary to rehash this stuff. <laughs> Well, last thing, this is bringing about bad memories because I remember Roy Hibbert had like the amazing block on Carmel Anthony. Yep, do you, do you yep. Like that was the series. Laker legends, play. Roy then, Hibbert and Carmel uh, yes, Anthony. And then Roy, I don't think I've seen a slower player than Roy Hibbert on the Lakers. Like that was the, that was the slowest player I've seen. Like he was supposed to come in being our starting center and that guy could not move. That was I had high hopes. I was like, <laughs> The league phased him out so quick. I think it was like under 30 by the time he was done. Like he was just, he came to the Lakers and uh, that was it. And now Frank, Frank Vogel's Vogel, our coach. Uh, hoodwinked us, made us think Roy Hibbert still had it. <laughs> and then became our coach a few days later. Yeah, How these yeah. things connect. Great stuff. It's, Great it's stuff. Circle. Um, should we get back to this current iteration of the Lakers? <laughs> Not, <laughs> sure, not the Lakers yeah. from seven to ten years ago. Uh, speaking of Lakers, actually from seven to ten years ago, it appeared that Sasha Vujacic was in the building tonight. Uh, there's a nice picture of him and Trevor Ariza. Uh, what do you think Sasha is up to these days? Uh, I'm not sure. You know, I always have fond memories of Sasha. I always, I was so sad because I remember 2008, he was incredible, and then something just happened. The incredible. Year. Like he just. <laughs> 
Like he was like he was part of that super bench unit. It was him, Jordan Farmer, Lamar Odom, Luke Wall, and like that bench yeah, mob. Yeah, I got you. We had a, I got you. We had, full, we had a full second unit. And then the second year, he lost his rotation, I think, to Shannon Brown. Shannon Brown, Shannon yeah. Brown came in, took it, took his spot. And I was always so sad, but because I don't think he played much. He had the two incredible free throws, obviously, the legendary right, the legendary 2010 game yeah. seven free throws. Yeah. yeah. Wipe, wipe the eyebrows um, mm-hmm. and hit the free throws. But yeah, he didn't play much, but you know, he's, he was a Laker legend, a Laker core legend, him and Trevor Reza hugged. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if you swapped those two, how much worse <laughs> we'd actually be, <laughs> but I'm, 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 I'm happy Sasha was in the building. You know, teammates on the 2009 Los Angeles Lakers. And one of them has mercifully moved on with the rest of his life. And the other one still getting paid to be a key contributor to this year's Los Angeles Lakers team. Not so. Um, you know what? I'm I'm gonna let you slide on the incredible thing because he did off average nearly nine points per game that season and shoot 44% on threes. So, you know, we'll take it. As a bench one of the player, best shooters in the league. As a bench year. player, like I'll take was- it. Yeah, you know, I, I was expecting worse. That's fine. That's actually a perfectly reasonable bench line, you know, for the incredible moniker. But <laughs> we spend so much time last on this podcast, Raj. It's crazy. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah. Again, the Lakers played the Philadelphia 76ers tonight. They lost uh, 125 to one, sorry, 126 to 121. Um, you know, I, I don't want to like dwell on the negatives or anything, but was there anything that you thought was mismanaged about this game at all? Like anywhere where the left Lakers uh, left points on the board? Or do you think like this is about what they could have expected with their talent level? Yeah, I think this was about right. Like a, like a James Harden, you know, Joel Embiid regular season matchup. That's tough to win. Of course, they came back from mm-hmm. this one. I think they both sat out um, the last game that they played right. in Miami or something. Uh, but yeah, I think this was about right. I mean, you got huge production from Dwight Howard. Um, if you know, if you got a better Austin Reeves and Russell Westbrook kind of in control game, maybe you win this one. Maybe mm-hmm. if LeBron plays, but I think this was about right. And that's what I wanted to see. I didn't want to lose the momentum that we had. Right. Wayne and Gabriel continued to show that, you know, he's pleased. He's the most important player on these Lakers. <laughs> Stanley Johnson uh, continued to play well. I want to ask you about this because Wendy Gabriel can't play in the playoffs unless we waive someone, right? Correct. That's As correct. I understand so, the rules, th- yeah. <laughs> so let's go through this really quickly. So here are the DMPs. You tell me who's getting waived. Trevor Reza, Kent Bazemore, Avery Bradley, and Wayne Ellington. THC is not getting waived. So correct. I'm, I threw, he, he didn't play tonight, so uh, mm-hmm. but I'm leaving off that. And isn't it, it's crazy to me that even though I know this is a sidebar, but DJ Augustine comes in small guard immediately takes, you know, a team full of guards takes yeah. the backup guard <laughs> position fully 22 minutes tonight. I mean, Talon was unavailable. Again, so, you know, that's true. But I mean, Avery Bradley, Wayne Ellington, Kate Bazemore, all mm-hmm. supposed to fill guard minutes. DJ, DJ Augustine, Augustine comes is in. better. <laughs> better, unlike, better fit. Unlike Wayne Ellington, DJ Augustine can dribble. <laughs> And I think they're similar that caliber helps. shooters at this point, even though Wayne Ellington probably has more gravity. DJ Augustine has enough gravity for this particular Lakers roster. He is literally like the master of gravity for this particular Lakers rotation. Um, and then as far as what He's Avery not, Bradley yeah. provides, it's theoretical on both ends. Whereas DJ Augustine has actually produced, you know, since arriving on the Lakers. So He's been incredible. He's yeah, pretty cut I, and dry it's to fun me. to have DJ out. <laughs> it's fun to have DJ Augustine on our side for once. Like I feel like we've been getting killed by mm, him for his whole yeah. career. It's a little too late, but, but yeah, Serena, who do you, who's getting who the you, Okay. Who do you guess? Cause um, there's no way Wayne Gabriel is not no, no. playing so it's, in playoff games. It's one of the four, right? Uh, Ariza, Baysmore, <laughs> yes. Bradley, or Ellington, I would say. Yes. Um, okay. 
I think it's Ellington. Okay, that's interesting. Why? Who do you think? I'm gonna tell you what. It's I not mean, Ariza. I could see the other three, but it's not Ariza. Hmm. Ariza okay. feels like I'll, a break glass in case of emergency kind of guy. I would like my guess. Like it's probably Wayne Ellington, but I'm thinking maybe Ken Bazemore. Like he's yeah. a guy that I think would Those get are my top two. He would get pit- <laughs> it's a low <laughs> bar, but uh, Kent Bazemore, I think, would actually get picked up by another team, right? Like, the, no, 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 but you waive him on the last day of the season, and he's no longer eligible to play in the playoffs for anybody else. Uh, okay. Like at this so point, if the Lakers play. waive anybody, they cannot play in the postseason for another team. The only purpose to waiving them is to create the roster spot for Wenyon. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, that would be tough. I think Kent Bazemore has been a the only reason you on pick the them up is if you want to like keep their bird rights for the next season, but they're all on minimum contracts. So their bird rights are essentially useless. I mean, I could see a team being like, Hey, we need a, you know, not super old vet, but like a kind for the of the last in- game of the season. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. Maybe there's no point, but <laughs> maybe you want Kat Bazemore just to be like your hype man on the bench during the postseason because yeah. that's literally what he's been for the Lakers all year. But like, are you using a roster spot to make Kent Bazemore your hype man on the bench? I don't think so. Yeah. I'm so disappointed by Wayne Ellington though. Cause I was higher on him. I thought him it's and probably Bays. The more I think about it, because I like the idea of Bays just, you know, happy and cheering and, the only person who looks like he wants to be there in a Laker uniform, like consistently yeah. throughout the entire season, he is the one guy who has looked like he is happy to be a Laker and just Cheering. excited to be on the bench all the time. But like, if he gets on a court in a game that actually matters in the play in, like I will just fire Frank Vogel on the spot like, enough. <laughs> it's interesting watching him play. Cause it's not, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's not like he doesn't have the skill. Like, you know what I mean? He doesn't have the skill to dribble. Like, the ball just, like, eludes itself from his hands. (laughs) But, like, if you had an archetype to, like, throw into a player, you're like, oh, 3 and D wing who can run the floor. Like, that should mesh. A little small for a wing. A little small. A little small. But, like, he runs the floor. Like, Like, he can run. It's not like he doesn't run in a play in a way that, like, is effective to what the they're doing on the court but like he can run up and down the floor I think he plays hard like I don't see Ken Bazemore out there I'm never like damn Ken Bazemore should be playing harder it's just like it just needs more control just means more control and again we talked about when you put Russell Westbrook with another guy who's as chaotic as Ken Bazemore is it doesn't look great um but I would like I don't know maybe I'm I'm being foolish here but I I don't think Ken Bazemore is like Ken Bazemore is not out of the league next year you know like he's he's on a rock Oh, you this is a good okay, question, this is actually. Um, this is interesting. Okay. Trevor Ariza out of the league next year, I'm going to say. Likely. Wayne mm-hmm. Ellington, probably out of the league next year. Uh, I think some team sells themselves on a shooter, but you're, you're probably right. Okay. Avery Bradley, unless he's on this team, out of the <laughs> league next year. And I'm not going to put it past like, the Lakers what? to bring it back, honestly. <laughs> I'm not going to put yeah, it past. Because... We talk about the Frank Vogel thing all the time, but he was formerly rep by Rob Belinka. So that's not the only connection he has on this roster. Uh, Kent Bazemore, I mean, he was like unplayable in Golden State last year. Uh, he has not been good. He started. He started a bunch of games for them. Didn't Kelly Oubre start those games? And then 
thought they both didn't they both start? Wasn't it Russ? I uh, wasn't it Steph uh, Russ? Wow, are they playing, isn't it Steph? Are they playing Wiggins at the four then? I, I'm pretty sure he well he had a he had a big uh part in that playing game that we played them. I'm That's probably sure why he, they lost the playing game. I can tell you. <laughs> He's, he's only 32. Like, yeah, okay. So he's, he started the end of the season when Ubre got hurt. That's right. Okay. Okay. On a team that made the plan. Like, Correct. Where we are. That's where we are. Like, so, that's where we are. Like, yeah. eighth, <laughs> yeah. The eighth seed would be a, a freaking miracle for this Lakers team, <laughs> which is where <laughs> Golden State finished last year. Right. And like, I mean, we, and people say, you know, the Steve Kerr system was a little too complicated for him. Like the Frank Vogel system is too complicated for Kev Pace for. Maybe it is. But like, so we saw Kelly Oubre go to Charlotte mm-hmm. and I think Kelly Oubre got hurt again. Right. I don't think he's, I don't think he's playing. Yeah. I don't think he's Charlotte. playing right now. Uh, but yeah, we saw him go to Charlotte and his game kind of opened up because he's in a more free flowing system. It's really just LaMelo, you know, and running the gun, running gun. I think, you know, Kim Bays oh, is Uber. back. He's, not he's a- just not, not doing much. Okay, but you put Bazemore in a run and gun system. Like I don't think he's the I don't think he's the worst option to have. He's in the league. I think of the minimums on the Lakers, he is the most likely to find a home outside of the Lakers next season. Okay, right. I would still be more surprised than not if he found his home on another team. (laughs) Because really, this a good audition. Not at all. No. <laughs> Honestly, off of the minimums, maybe I'd be least surprised if Dwight found a role on another team because I know he hasn't been Ooh. great, but people just talk themselves into veteran backup centers, you know, like, oh, you just, you know, need a competent guy, like, you know, to play, play some minutes at the five. Um, DeAndre was- Jordan was actively hurting our team and he's the backup center for Philadelphia now. Like it's, it's true. It's, true. it's, it's insane. And Dwight like, Howard, I'm sorry, DeAndre Jordan was like, okay today. Like, actually was productive again. This is the best he's ever played in a Laker game, like, by far. In crypto arena. It was arena. so frustrating. <laughs> it was so frustrating watching DeAndre Jordan today. Like, actually getting up for lobs. Ugh. Kill me. He was a plus three. That's that's painful. That's, just, like, look at the numbers. Just... He got, like, seven rebounds, you know, um, scored nine points. Like, that's, that's too much. That is way too much production out of DeAndre Jordan. We should – we never would have expected that. <laughs> Not in no, he was he was jumping twice. Like there was effort. The other there, former you know, Laker, Danny Green, you know, was was much more in line with what people come to expect. I think this Danny is Green the Danny Green enough. that people thought that the Lakers had in 2019-20. But I mean, like, it's not really fair to go back and look at the beginning of the season but like Ken Bazemore is slated as our starting two guard yeah. like he was- we, we don't need to talk about Ken Bazemore anymore let's just talk about <laughs> players who are actually going to contribute for the Lakers going forward assuming LeBron comes back he'll just step into Dwight's place in the starting lineup right you're comfortable with Reeves instead of Monk in that backcourt yeah, I think so. I think having like I like both of them playing together. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're just too small for that right now, especially against a Philly team. I like having one or other on the floor. Oh, no, um, no, I, I think just Austin Reeves that, is good. like do you would rather start Reeves than Monk? I think so. Yeah. I like okay. I like meet Monk off the bench and he's able to have his firepower that way and still got 31 minutes. Like he still played a ton. Um yeah, I would put LeBron for I think LeBron winning and Stanley is a nice like Yeah, it's a nice front court. Big 
Yeah, and Wayne's able to space the floor. Stanley spaces the floor, so you get the offensive spacing without losing the defensive, you know, liability on the and other end. Energy um, that you get just from those two guys playing. It's nice. Those two guys playing hard. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that lineup a lot. I I still think that Reeves is a little overextended as a starter. I'm just not sure who fits that spot better than him because Monk is obviously much worse defensively and just seems to fit that microwave sixth man score like to yeah. a T. I just don't love playing Monk and Mello together so much um, because if you're going to run the offense through Carmelo Anthony, like it's 2010, then Monk doesn't get to have the ball in his hands as much, which I think is where he's best. I also just like playing Monk and Reeves together a lot. Uh, and that's been a Me little too. diminished with the addition of DJ Oxen, which is fine. Cause like DJ has been great, but um, I, I don't like any of the options really at shooting guard at the moment. And um, it's like a, I don't know. It's a minor problem in the grand scheme of things that the Lakers are addressing, but I almost wonder if like, I don't know, could Talon fit in there at some point, or would you consider even playing Westbrook and Augustine together? I don't know because the, the Reeves thing is, it's just not doing it for me. And like, I teams don't even respect him as really? a shooter right now. It's not that I don't I think, think he's too he good. can play well. I just think that he's a little overextended as a starter. And I think he'll, his efficiency just goes up when he's playing against second units. Uh, maybe just get a mm-hmm. little bit more of his confidence back. But again, like I don't really I, see I like, better than him to put in the starting lineup. So it's hard. That's where we are. Like there's no great options. Like you have your undrafted, you know, rookie starting. Like that's not something <laughs> that option. purposely, that's not purposely how you're supposed to have a season, but he's just earned it. He's, and I like him playing next to LeBron. I think he's too good a ball mover, connector. Like he's, uh, he's a really good uh, shot fake attack, uh, attack off closeouts type of guy that you need next to LeBron. A guy who doesn't need to take so many shots. Teams go at him defensively. I live with that. Like I, I think he defends well enough to where you know that's a negative when uh, that's a positive for us uh, mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, I, I, we just don't have many options. Like look at who's playing. DJ Augustine, Malik Monk are like six foot two to six foot guards. Like yeah. that's your option with. Carmelo Anthony uh, as your backup guy. And then you have Dwight Howard in there. This was my next question to you because tonight, obviously the minutes were a little easier without THT. Mm-hmm. Where does he like, so where, like, where's the minutes coming from is my question here. It's like, yes, DJ Augustine, probably he takes some of those minutes. Uh, Austin Reeves probably doesn't need to play. I think Austin Reeves and Malik Monk need to live at 30 minutes. Again. Yeah, like, no, I, like, I, I think, think they that... come from Mello's minutes. Okay, but I mean, like, I, don't I think, think you just you give them. Dwight the backup center minutes, um, and then you play, or even just like take Dwight's minutes away if you want to just consider Gabriel your backup center. Um, yeah, and then that's where THC's minutes come in. But like, I'm not, I don't know. Were, were you like watching this game and thinking like, oh, this is where Talon would come into play? <laughs> like, we really needed Talon in this situation. <laughs> That sucks. That, that sucks, did not right? cross my mind once. It didn't occur yeah, to me. That didn't yeah. cross my mind once. Uh, which is, this is unfortunate. Um, but yeah, you know. So I guess when playing... 80 comes back, is it, is it one? Oh, <laughs> why are well, we? I was going like, to say, oh, sorry. I was going to say like. To take away ask... minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's freaking Anthony Amazing. Davis. So like, uh, so here's my, here's my. <laughs> Mello should not be playing. No, but okay, I'm just when asking, comes like, back, so Mello should not be playing. That's no. how I'm going to put it. 
but you know that's not happening. Like that, you know, realistically, like that's not happening. Melo's not going from thirty Mello minutes can get to like zero. 15, like that's, that's fifteen. Not... I yeah, think Augustine's minutes probably go away when LeBron and AD come back. Okay, so like LeBron's your backup point guard then, right? Yeah, there. or like Russ is your backup point guard and you split the shifts, right? Like you stagger yeah, okay. LeBron I'm and Russ, like, right? I don't want to lose Wayne and Gabriel minutes. Like I think <laughs> like, I think that's important here. Like I, I want, I would love for like AD when, AD should start at the five when he comes back. So mm-hmm. AD, Wenyan, LeBron, is that too big? You think or like Maybe 80 Stanley and LeBron wondering. too, you know, and then bring Wenyan as your backup center. Yeah. You can't yeah, play all four true. of them. <laughs> that's, that's fair. I mean, you could. You, you, could you play all four of them and Malik Monk and just see what happens? Like with LeBron as point guard. Why not? I if all of them are to shooting see that lineup. Oof. That'd be fun, yeah. It's better than being all small. This is where right? the Lakers season has gone, where I am rooting <laughs> for a LeBron, Monk, Stanley, Wenny, and AD lineup. I don't think we'll ever see it. Oh, I, I think we will. I think we'll see it once. I think Vogel is crazy enough to mess around with the rotation. I mean, at this point, like, it's not even that I want Wenyan to play in the play-in game. I think they just should get him on a multi-year deal so they have a team option on him next year because – it's just the type of player that they should be targeting, you know? Yeah, for sure. I, like, that's how the bar is, though. Like, I think if you can get a player, obviously winning would be great to come back. But, I mean, like, that's the type of player you should be going after. Like, Just some youth Matt, would be nice, you know, because you don't get guys that young as free agents, usually. Not when they've right. proven something. Yeah. Do you think they learned their lesson this year you know, with, the, with all the old guys they signed? Like, do you think next year they... I tell you like, what, if they lose in the play-in, then they'll have to learn their lesson. If some bonkers, you know, thing happens and they actually win a play-in game, then they're going to be validated in this nightmare approach that they've taken. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, this is something I was going back. I want to ask, cause this is something I was going back and forth with someone. And again, just uh, humor me for a second here, because mm-hmm. I know this is a big if right here. But let's say we get through the play-in game, because I oh, think that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good enough possibility. I think that's a... You know, get through the first play-in game. No, we get through the Raj, play-in. What the evidence we have you Phoenix. seen that we can beat the Clippers? <laughs> what evidence? Okay, just humor me for a second, though. Okay, we get through this, the play-in games more... because the Clippers beat the Nuggets and we beat the Nuggets. All right, I'm imagining. Yes. Okay. Uh, all right. So we're in the plane. So we play Phoenix, right? We play Phoenix in the first round. Again, right. this is a. This is more a like again. This is more a point on how what the West is than like the <laughs> Lakers, but like. Let's so just humor me for a sec because I was going back. I was talking to someone about this, and I'm like, this is kind of true. Let's say we miraculously beat Phoenix. Okay, like is LeBron Chris and Paul AD. dead. <laughs> Come on. Well, <laughs> let's say you know LeBron and AD. You know, Chris are Paul tired of being still under surgical rehab, and Devin Booker gets COVID. Yes. Okay, then we beat Phoenix. <laughs> well, LeBron and AD are tired of losing to Phoenix. You know, sure. they, you know they lost to him like eight straight, nine straight times, I think, or eight. Four plus, I think yeah, I think seven. eight straight times, seven straight times. Are we, we counting the preseason? Yeah. So, <laughs> yes, because I'm counting those because that we they I don't remember in those playing games. them in the preseason, but I'll take your word we did. for it. Okay, I was at the I was at that game. We okay. they beat us up <laughs> in the it, preseason, but all right. So after we beat them, <laughs> which is again a huge if, a huge yeah. If so here. nine straight. If Who we in count the, the preseason? Yeah. 
yeah. So let's say that we get through Phoenix. Who is like scaring you in the West? So like everybody. Wait, hold on. Just it's Golden State. Then it's like this canyon gap of Denver, Minnesota. I'm sorry. Are we supposed to keep up with Memphis's pace? Have you seen how that goes? They've been incredible, but you know, they're a young team. Like this, my point here is barely beat Dallas when Luca wasn't playing earlier this season. Well, my more main point here, Sabrina, is that we wasted a season where I feel like it's more open than like okay. it should be. You, you right? say this, and yet Phoenix is a goddamn wrecking ball. No, they're incre- okay. No, they've been they've been and amazing. That I'm just is who the Lakers would have to go through. Okay, <laughs> just not humoring me on a this human <laughs> wrecking ball. Okay, I you know no. my my brother is like the most optimistic Lakers fan in the world, and I just run through these exercises with him on the reg. And he's always like, oh, you know, but what if this happens? What if, I, I can't, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> well, like my main point is, okay, that's, it's a super unlikely scenario. We get through Phoenix. My main point here is like the bar isn't that high. Like, you know, These like teams in the West are good. Dallas is a good, good team. Memphis is a good, good team. Golden state. If are, they're healthy, good team. Phoenix, are great they, team. If you brought back the last year's Laker team mm-hmm. and you had LeBron AD healthy, like, are they scaring you in that scenario is my point here. Like None of these had... teams scare me if we bring back last year's Lakers. But Not that's like, and last, that, that's my, like last year's Lakers team wasn't some, like, again, they had super core depth pieces, but it's not like they were filled with stars throughout the whole, like it was LeBron and AD and a good, a good solid can, supporting cast. Solid. <laughs> like that, like that's where the bar is. And we've, we went to a reach, different like, direction this year and it was a failed experiment. Okay. I, no matter how much optimism we have about the Stanley Johnson, Wendy and Gabriel front court, this year's failed experiment. <laughs> and the only thing we can hope to gain out of it is youngish players on reasonable contracts tied in for next year. We've already got it with Stanley Johnson. If we can lock in Wendy and Gabriel too, that's basically your front court backups for the next season. And you can focus on maybe getting some wings in free agency. Austin Reeves as well. We got him this season. He's also um, on a two-year deal. That's correct. <laughs> but there's no, there's no like KD Warriors, the James Harden, Brooke, like James Harden. Okay, KD Warriors KD. was an exceptional anomalous team. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I'm just being like, like there's no team where I'm like, if LeBron AD are healthy, plus a solid, just a There are no solid super teams. Cast. That is correct. Yes. No super teams. Or just, or any team. Oh, obviously Phoenix is running through the league, but I don't think, like just in the league wide respect, like way, I don't think teams look at Phoenix and are like they're about to roll through the postseason. They should. Like, I don't. They should. They, they, <laughs> but teams don't see them that way at all. Like they. Yeah. Again, I I think they're extremely. You know, I think they're really good. I think it's. I hope Monty wins coach prove- of the year this year. I think he deserves it. Sure. They they've been a juggernaut all year, and Devin Booker has been amazing. He's not an MVP talk, and he, he plays be, in phenomenally in Los Angeles. Just incredibly, whenever he comes to crypto.com, he hates us uh, for some hates us. for some reason. He hates us, which is yeah. really annoying because I'm sure his girlfriend is a giant, like a ginormous Laker fan, and her whole whole family are Laker fans. And it's you know, like uh, are they? Like, I mean, I don't understand how Devin Booker did not get more All Star votes. Like the man is dating a Kardashian, like the most popular supermodel in the world. How did he not parlay that into more All Star votes? I just I don't understand. What are you doing with your life? That's book? still going. That's yeah. still going. I didn't even I believe uh, so. It's, that's how I quiet, mean, is that that's over? How quiet is that... it is. I'm not 
honestly, who knows when those things start and end? Like, I really, <laughs> I have, I really, I really don't, really don't know. I feel like they're connected, uh, and then it just happens. But I don't know. I, that's how I'm looking at this again. And we're not going to beat Phoenix. I'm just looking at the West in a large scale, large kind of large scale scenario, even for next year. Like, if you could just put some solid, like the bar isn't that high you don't have to go out and get you know super crazy star players you don't have to go get norman powell and uh, robert covington like the clippers did like there's the bar is even lower than that like the, the west isn't i think what it seems to me to be maybe i'm just being you know foolishly optimistic for next year but that that's kind of how I'm, how I'm looking at the first round series and the playing game Am I foolish for that, Sabrina? Like, am I? I am, am not I even considering anything beyond this game against New Orleans. Um, and by this game against New Orleans, I mean the one on Sunday. So that is where step my by head step. is at. I would like to see us simply be competitive with the Pelicans once before I put any hopes into the plan. Um, but I did just confirm that Book is still dating Kendall Jenner, and they went out with Justin and Haley Bieber the other night. So still happening. Don't worry about it, all of you. You know, Booker Kendall Jenner fans. Still a thing. Um, but yeah, I'm I was worried there for a second. I just I have zero in. faith in the Lakers to actually continue any sort of positive momentum. Like it's been four games they've played well and they've won two. Like this is the bar that they have set. Okay. They two and two in their last four games, and we're freaking turning the page on the season. So show me something against New Orleans, and then we can talk about the plan. Okay. Sure. Uh, hopefully they can win though. Is that one in LA, by the way? Do you know? Uh, is that game in check LA? Let's again. Um, the Lakers play the Pelicans in New Orleans. In New Orleans. Okay. Yeah. And we are a, I mean, we're a bad team, but we're a god awful <laughs> We're a really team. bad uh, team. <laughs> <laughs> even though we just got two road wins in Toronto and Cleveland, uh, but we are two playoff teams. Bad, bad, two, two legit playoff teams. Like that Toronto win is a good win. Like Toronto is a good, good. win. Like, at Toronto, Cleveland is good. Like Garland and Mobley Cleveland are legit. Is less good because Jared Allen is currently hurt, but still a good win. They're a playoff, a legit playoff team. Like that's a that's a solid win. Um, the Washington win just hurts. That should be a three game. Should be a three game like winning streak. Yeah, a lot of ifs of this season. Uh, but yeah, they have to win against New Orleans. LeBron will likely play in that one. I'm getting too ahead of myself. I know, Sabrina. I'm just like, there was a shot at this season. Like <laughs> the bar was so low. Like. Like we're winning games because we have a guy on a 10 day playing extremely hard. And we signed another guy in winning Gabriel who plays extremely hard. Our undrafted rookie stole our hearts. Cause he plays, plays really hard. Like that's hard, the, yeah. that's the bar. And it's not that difficult. That. Like Laker fans will love you. If you show some effort and have like a modicum of talent, they will adore you. And like we, I thought we had the template with Alex Caruso. Like that's, that's what Laker fans love. They love guys like him. And we just went in the opposite direction. So, uh, you know, that's, that's that. where we are. Let's flip yeah. that next year. Yeah. You know, I mean, at least there are some guys who play hard on the Lakers now. Like that's what we've learned over the last four mm-hmm. days is that you can cobble together a rotation of players who will play hard for the Lakers. Do they have enough talent to win games against the best competition? I don't know, but at least it is a watchable product again. And for that, I am so very thankful. That's the bar. It's a watchable product. Mm-hmm. It is a watchable product. It looks like the Lakers once again love basketball. Yeah, they look fun. Uh, the offense looked well. Russell. So I think the gap between like Russell Westbrook looking like one of the worst players in the league and then just being average, like that team, that jumps are 
not just the watchability, just this, the team's like ceiling up to such mm-hmm. an incredible bar when he's just in control. And again, tonight the volume was there. So I don't, not big on the seven turnovers, uh, but the defense still is, but he's it played better. Like you I, need your highest paid player to actually play an average level of basketball to be competent. You know, it's kind of an important thing. In the NBA. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And hopefully he's, he's improving like that. That meme, we haven't really gotten to see it. But no, maybe we we're have just not. A little bit behind. <laughs> maybe we're just a little bit we're behind. behind schedule. Maybe he's still like, maybe on this last is year's rare. pandemic, you know, delayed schedule, and he thinks the playoffs don't start until May. <laughs> still building. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, that'd be nice saving it for you know saving the best for last. You know, being yeah. able to uh, control our destiny in the playing game, and then uh, in the first round, Serena. I just. I'm I can't, not getting like, my hopes I up, Raj. I, I can't believe we are I'm, still talking about a potential Lakers playoff. <laughs> I can't believe we're still doing this. I just can't see us going out that way, right? Like the Phoenix Suns have talked. I have no problem most... seeing us going out that way. <laughs> I can easily see us just dying against the Pelicans, dying against the Clippers, getting ripped up by Nikola Jokic, getting punked by the Minnesota Timberwolves. All of those outcomes seem perfectly logical to me based on everything that I've seen from the Lakers this season and four games where they actually tried and gave a shit are not going to convince me otherwise. That's no, that's totally fair. I'm just looking more at like LeBron and AD as superstar players. Like Mm -hmm. a team cannot like what Minnesota did last time to Russ, like in the last game, right? Phoenix has been doing that for nine straight games to the Lakers, like just Mm -hmm. completely punking us in mm-hmm. every single match. I mean, maybe we might not get through the playing game. Maybe we don't even play Phoenix. Like maybe we lose one of those. But if we get to Phoenix, like there should be some sort of like we're top five dudes in this league. There should like, be some pride. You know what I mean? Right? There should be some pride. Like, yes. Like like I again I don't like to bring this up, but I was at that preseason game, Serena. The the Suns were up 30 and they it felt like the first quarter to them. Like they <sighs> legit love it. And they were talking the whole time and making sure like what I this like about the enjoy. Suns is they carry themselves with the mm-hmm. swagger of knowing that they haven't accomplished anything. Like they know they're good, but they still play right. as if they haven't accomplished anything, which I appreciate. Like they know that they have work to do. And like, I don't right. like the guys on the for Suns. Sure. I'm going to be very clear. I've been a Chris Ball hater for a very long time. I think Drake Proud is a dirty player. Like I don't like the Suns, but I do respect the way they go about their business. And I don't care how much pride the Lakers have in that series. They are going to destroy the Lakers. <laughs> and yes, I understand the Lakers getting there will have meant that they actually won consecutive games for the first time since January 7th. Does not change how I feel about them going up against a Phoenix team that'll probably win like 65 games this season. Historically great Boy. team with, again, an assassin in Devin Booker whose level in Los Angeles is just unparalleled compared to how he plays everywhere else in the country. We, we don't well, even talk about this again, Raj. Again, no, circle no. back if we beat the Pelicans, okay? And I will indulge you in this talk, but I am not allowing any more potential Phoenix talk. It's too early. We can't do this. Uh, no, that's am, totally... Well, just... I'm saying my last... executive privilege here. <laughs> Like, can I just get one last, just one last point on it? Just okay. la- one last, okay. I'm sorry. One last, point. one last thing. And then I'm done. I promise. We'll, we'll focus okay. on playing game and on the next of the pods and stuff like that. But like you talked about in the b- beginning of the pod, no moral victories. And I totally agree with that. And there's mm-hmm. no moral victories in a playoff series, of course, because that's, mm-hmm. you know, every game counts. Right. But 
you cannot get thrashed by 30 every night in that playoff in a playoff series. Like there needs to be some kind of like we're building to next season. Like you can't go out that way. Is like is that you see where I'm going? Like there's no you can't like go because we've lost by like 30 every single night. Are you suggesting that the Lakers would not lose by 30 every night to Phoenix? I would hope not. Like there, there's there's losing, and then there's how we lose to Phoenix. It's right. like a week quit in rush. the first if quarter. We, We're done. If We're... <laughs> we beat the Pelicans, I will indulge you on some over unders. Okay, about Phoenix. Nice possibility okay. of a Phoenix series. Okay, but we're not there yet. Perfect. The Lakers no, are still um, tied for New Orleans as the ninth seed in the Western Conference. Play in shenanigans up on San Antonio. You know, are are still afoot. Um, they, they did a nice job against the Sixers tonight. Didn't result in a win. Really important game coming up Sunday against New Orleans in case you haven't figured out from the first hour of this podcast. And Raj and I will be here to talk about either how well the Lakers have turned around their season next week or something just equally dispiriting. So thank you all for listening and we'll be back next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah.